Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loans Studios, National Mortgage Lender. Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. It's a Ken Carmen show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Send the hot takes at Ken Carmen. C-A-R-M-A-N. Let's go right to the hotline and ask a question where Anthony Davis is going to be playing as soon as possible to Michael Lee from The Athletic senior NBA writer for The Athletic all across the globe. Find him on Twitter at Mr. Michael Lee. Hello, Michael. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Where the hell? I'm doing well. Where the hell is Anthony Davis going to end up? <laughs> um, it won't be New Orleans. It's like uh, the way things are sort of building. Um, but um, I think it's sort of a different situation, a unique one. Um and I can remember um, when it comes to, you know, the, the star chase, you know, I think it started in 2008 when LeBron, you know, um, people were pursuing LeBron to leave Cleveland. But with Anthony Davis, it just feels like from the moment he got to New Orleans, there's been a campaign to get him out of there. And it's been like from other teams, yeah. from other players, and it's always been bubbling to the surface. And I feel like it's now just trying to reach the head. Um, just because there's there's actually a date when that contract's coming to an end, and if people can really hammer it home, that it's time to get them out of there. But I, I think it's unique that it's been this way <clears throat> from the jump. Like the minute he signed his extension to stay in New Orleans, it was like, okay, how do we get him out of here? And I feel like it sort of made the situation in New Orleans very tenuous, more tenuous than it probably should be. Uh, and very difficult. And I, I know people talk about just small markets and everything else and the challenge they have to keep stars. But I don't think I've ever seen a campaign um, from the media, from players, from everywhere else, to just make sure that a guy leaves his team. Because he's never once said, I want out. He's never made it anything other than I want to play here and, and win here and make a name for myself here. Um, and I'm sure maybe he's just saying the right thing. But I know that there's no way that he can function without eventually letting that bleed into his head. Like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, I, I'm not even and, and I laughed. I just I totally agree with you. That's what I'm saying. I know that it sucks to lose a player of that caliber uh, if you're in a market that isn't New York or L.A. or something like that, because they don't really lose players of that caliber, at least who are in their primes. If he were to sign, resign, do you think there's any chance that he resigns in, in New Orleans at first or? Is that just even a question not worth asking? I don't see it happening. Um, yeah, primarily because, you know, just from beyond the speculation and, you know, stuff, you know, drumbeat to get him out of there, the, the Pelicans just haven't really built a, a solid team um, around him. And I think that he's going to look around and say, okay, well, I gave this franchise, you know, seven, eight years. I think it's time for me to look elsewhere and see what I can do. And that's, that's the clock everybody's on. You know, um, no one's entitled to stay anywhere for the same uh, forever. Um, you know, especially now when players have the ability to sort of take control of their destiny, play wherever they want to play, play with whoever they want to play with. Um, 
there's nothing keeping him to you know there, and the team hasn't done enough to make it worthwhile. You know, um, I think that's what makes it unique. You know, it's not like LeBron leaving Cleveland after winning 66 games. You know, it's not like Kevin Durant leaving Oklahoma City after they reached the conference finals. You know, this is a team that's really struggled um, to, to to get past the first round of the, of the playoffs or just to even make the playoffs. And that's going to make it an easier decision for Anthony Davis whenever he decides to go elsewhere. Is there anything, Michael Lee joining us on the show from The Athletic, is there anything the league can do to entice players to stay no. In, in, in? No. no and, I, and I think that the mistake that they're going to make is to continue to try to give home teams an advantage. Um, you know, sometimes it's good to just say this relationship is no more, and I think it's time to, to do something, try something else. Um, but forcing guys to stay somewhere um, where they don't want to be, um, you put yourself in really difficult situations. You know, they created a Supermax contract, which is supposed to provide so much financial incentive that a player would be foolish to leave it behind. But we've seen that it sort of backfire in that now teams will, say, develop a star. But then once they get to the point where you have to pay them, it's like, well, they're good, but they're not, like, change the direction of our franchise good. Yeah. We got we to trade them. You know, Sacramento did it with DeMarcus Cousins. Um, Cleveland, I mean, Chicago did it with Jimmy Butler. Um, they didn't get a chance to do it because he asked out, but Indiana's probably going to face the same decision with Paul George. But you have a really good player, somebody that's been in your system, that's come up, you know, you know, developed, and you you can take pride in the fact that we developed this guy, you know, to become an all-star, you know, or, or you know, um, one of the top players in the game. But he's not the top player. And, you know, there's only five or six guys that can really move the meter in terms of, making your team an automatic contender and also, um, you know, be in box office. But now everybody gets a chance to get paid. Um, you know, I think they're probably, you know, 20, 30 guys making over 20, 30 million dollars. And there just aren't that many good players, you know, to really do that. Um, so I think that it's backfired in a sense. You keep creating all these incentives, but the player eventually says, I went out and you just have to deal with it. You know, it's, it's just like anything. Um, you can't just provide a bunch of incentives for your girlfriend to stay. If she decides to leave, she's going to leave. Michael Lee joining us on the show. Well, I agree with that. So do you think he could end up in L.A., or where do you think he ends up? Because I fear that the L.A. thing might be a little bit played out because of where LeBron is in his career and where Anthony Davis might be in his career and how some guys are kind of wanting to branch out and do their own thing. Yeah, I think that, you know, if I'm New Orleans, <laughs> I'm making sure L.A. doesn't get them because of the uh, situation that's occurred this week, you know, with the fact that LeBron, whether innocent or not, or whether he was actually just, you know, putting his foot down, the fact that he put the franchise in a very difficult situation. They're struggling right now as a team. They're having a hard time trying to win games. And to have someone with the power of LeBron to come out and say, yeah, let us play with him, you know, no matter what his intent was, no matter what he thought, you know, the result of that coming was going to be, it put pressure on Alvin Gentry to automatically say, no, we're not going to trade him. And now the franchise has to respond to what's been said. And then, you know, all the, every, by every outlet is speculating about him. And so every question has to be asked about his future when that can't do anything to help a struggling team focus on the here and now. 
Um, so it's really a difficult challenge. So I think that to answer your question, I know I'm dancing around, but to answer your question, I think Boston to me is the best position to make a trade for him because, you know, next summer will be the time when the Warriors can offer him a Supermax and he can say, yeah, you're nay, and then they can make a move. But whenever you have a guy this caliber, you know, a once-in-a-generation type player, you want to do everything you can to keep him in your organization for as long as you can. And, um, you know, I think that, say, like when Cleveland had LeBron the first time, you know, I'm sure they never really thought about trading LeBron. They wanted to make sure that they just did everything they could to keep him. Mm -hmm. He inevitably left. And, of course, he came back or whatever. But some things you just can't prepare for. You know, say, well, you don't want to be left empty-handed. You have nothing to show for it. But it's not often that, you know, no matter what, if you trade one of these types of players, it's not often the return is going to be something that, that makes it worthwhile anyway. So if I'm the one, I just I keep him for as long as, he, as long as he's under contract to perform for me. Michael Lee, damn it, you're so fantastic. Michael Lee with us on the show, at Mr. Michael Lee on Twitter. All right, what did you think of LeBron's comments on HBO? Uh, about the NFL? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't dispute them. Um, I think that, you know, there appeared to be a situation with a, a player now um, who's been basically uh, outlawed or banned from the league um, just for expressing an opinion that, um, to me, doesn't seem to be all that controversial <laughs> if you think about um, human life and consequences and um, and how we should respect and honor that. But um, but it turned into a political statement, and now he's been out of the league for two years, and teams have bent over backwards to keep him out. That sends a message to players that if you don't agree with the political ideology the guys writing the check, that we will make sure that you will not step foot on this field. And that's a scary uh, statement to send uh, to your, to fans and especially to athletes that, you know, if we don't agree with you, we will make sure that you don't get paid, that you don't get a chance to do what you love to do. And um, and you and I, I, can't dis, I can't dispute anything that he said. And I, I think that the owners have basically supported that um, opinion, whether it's right or not. If actions have basically made that something that you that is hard to dispute. Michael Lee joining us on the show. I, I think that, and obviously it's a big question, but I don't think that Colin Kaepernick or anybody else, the Eric Reed as well. I don't think they're the only guys who, and Eric Reed's back in the NFL. <clears throat> I don't think they're the only guys that, whether they've actually conspired to do it or not owners have decided to keep out of the NFL or, or the NBA or Major League Baseball for that matter. Do you do you know or do you believe LeBron? Do you think that he will go by these words and stand by these words if he becomes an owner in professional sports someday in the terms of if there's a player who's troublesome and troublesome to the political beliefs or troublesome to the beliefs of owners, very rich people, which LeBron is one of those. Will he go back and do something that goes against these words, goes against his feelings because he is an owner now? Will he go back on that or will he still stand by these words 10 or 15 years from now when he does become an owner in professional sports? 
Um, I would like to believe that based on what he said, that he would sort of stay consistent with what he feels. Um, you know, but it also kind of goes back to Michael Jordan, where, you know, he was a guy that during, um, you know, labor disputes as a player would challenge owners and, you know, confront them, you know, and made it very clear to the Bulls that players win championships is not organizations. And now he's on the ownership side. And he was one of the main guys, you know, during the um, 2011 lockout who was basically demanding, you know, changes to be made to make it easier for small market owners to, you know, to profit. So I think that, you know, when you're on the other side, your uh, motivations are changed and motivations are different. But I also feel that when it comes to this particular incident with Colin Kaepernick, I don't see how LeBron would um, would go with do something opposed to just how he's carried himself and what he seems to um, be about, you know, the way he seems to believe. Um, I don't think that he would violate that. There may be another instance, another situation that may may challenge him in, in terms of, you know, how he builds his teams, you know, whenever he decides to go into ownership, and I believe he will because he's proven to be a power, power, power player um, as a player like we've never seen before. Um, but I just feel like um, as it relates to this situation, I don't think that he would um, go against what he said. Michael, they're tough questions to answer. That's why I wanted to have you on because you're better than a lot of people out there to answer them, and I thank you very much for the time, buddy. All the best. Hope to talk to you again soon. Hey, anytime, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate this conversation. Yep. Michael Lee from The Athletic. Find him on Twitter at Mr. Michael Lee. I'll have a point about that coming up a little bit later on in the show. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Howard Boltz are in just about 20 minutes. Coming up next, three up, three down. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Who's trending up? Who's sinking down? It's time to find out on Free Up, Three Down with Ken Carmen. Here on CBS Sports Radio, who's up? Oh, my goodness gracious, Mike McCarthy is about to be up. Now, I know Hickey's about to kill me for it, but think about this. Adam Schefter reporting that he's going to get head coaching looks. This won't affect Aaron Rodgers' legacy, but it should. Go with me on this. Mike McCarthy in New York with the Jets. Mike McCarthy in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield or with Sam Donald in New York. If he goes out there and he wins with either one of those quarterbacks and Aaron Rodgers never wins again, you can't tell me that some of this was the pressure getting to Aaron Rodgers over the time where he looks at the other legends around him, even though Drew Brees seems perfectly happy and, and still wanting more, but perfectly happy working with Sean Payton, even though he only has one Super Bowl and no MVPs. But you can't tell me that the pressure wasn't getting to Aaron Rodgers at 35 years old and, and often injured with him and Mike McCarthy and him changing the plays of the line and, and turning it into a you-know-what match with Mike McCarthy over calling the plays. If Mike McCarthy were to go somewhere else and have success and Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any more, it should affect Aaron Rodgers' legacy overall. It won't, but it's a good chance for Mike McCarthy to resurrect his. you got to air him out a little. He's got that stank on him as a fired coach, but he has been a good coach in the past, and maybe something fresh will give him a better chance. Next. Who's down? Steve Wilkes. If you're going to fire this guy, you better fire Steve Kime while you're at it. 
to have a guy in, did anybody out there, and I know they played like absolute dumpster juice, did anybody really think the Cardinals were going to do anything this year at all? Did anybody out there, Hickey, did you? Did not have any high hopes for the Cardinals. Zimmerman, how many wins did you think that the Cardinals would have this year? I, I said like four or five. Four or five. So they had three. So they, they, they're down by one. You're going to fire that guy after one year? That means that you didn't do your due diligence in hiring him. That means that you've wasted your time of your fan base. You've wasted your time of Larry Fitzgerald. You've wasted your time of the organization. You've wasted your time of the owners. And I know that he's put a lot of good hay in the barn over his time. But that is a complete and utter falsity of what you've been able to do from the past where you have a coach and you have him in there for one year you're the one who hired him you've embarrassed yourself if you can't hire a guy who's not good enough for just one year your ass needs to be out on the street too next who's up greg williams every single one of these wins he keeps making a case for himself to stay in cleveland 60 years old the face of bonnie gate even though that sean payton took a year off too because of it and a guy who's obviously known for his intensity i brought it up last week he could be and i still don't know if he gets the job but he could be the perfect person for baker mayfield it could be kismet they could have been put on the earth for each other but in a 40-year difference one is intense on the defensive side, has a chip on his shoulder, a bit of a checkered pass. The other one, intense, chip on the shoulder, bit of a checkered pass, but on the offensive side, these two can be perfect for one another. If they win against Baltimore on Week 17, on Sunday, and finish 8-7-1, and one, and he finishes 6-2 and two in his final eight games, what the hell is John Dorsey going to do? He has a very tough decision on his hands. Next. Who's down? Mike Tomlin, fourth and five, and that's what you do in your own zone. In your own half of the field, fourth and five, and you decided to fake it with Roosevelt Knicks, and you gave one of the most prolific quarterbacks in history time and a short field to score a touchdown on you. Sorry, buddy. I know you've won a Super Bowl, so it's weird for me to say this. I feel that the moment was too big for you. Next. Who's up? Hickey, join me on this, won't you? Oh, boy. Macaulay Culkin. Do you know who Macaulay Culkin is? Yeah, of course. Home Alone. Home Alone. Did you see him in the Google spoof commercial of it? No, I did not. Did anybody? Did uh, Zimmerman? Did you see it? Yes, I did. What did you think of him in the movie or in the uh, commercial? I mean, it, it was very weird. I mean, he he's. It was weird. I thought he was great. I don't know. I just ever since his whole like he's had a weird past ten years. You I'm, think? Uh, yeah, but I just can't look at him the same way. I think that's why it was weird. Because what? Because he's not seven years old anymore. Yeah, he's not an innocent little child. Oh come on, get over it. Come I on. think people want to see Macaulay Culkin. I think 2019 could be the year of Macaulay Culkin. The last movie he was in, he's going to be in Changeland. In 2019, the last movie he was in was Adam Green's Aladdin back in 2015. Heard it got great reviews. You remember him in Party Monster in 2003. He was wonderful in that movie. Richie Rich, he was awesome in Richie Rich, but he was just a child back then. Home Alone, Home Alone 2, My Girl. I want to see the guy act again. He's a grown man now. He's 38. That's why I love the move where he was clutching his back after jumping up and down on the bed. It's like, can't do that anymore. But I want to see Macaulay Culkin again. I think the world is right for Macaulay Culkin. Did you guys ever see The Good Son, by the way? I've heard of it. Never seen it. He does a heel turn for The Good Son. Zim, baby, it's something. 
It is something, The Good Son, where the the role that he plays in that movie, you got to see it. All right, final one. Go ahead and hit me with it. Who's down? You guys ready to hate me? I guess so. Let's do it. Festivus. Oh, no! Come on. Played out. It is played out. I love Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld, and I love everything about Seinfeld. But for a radio guy, guys, it's played out. Like, it crossed. Are you guys going to do an airing of grievances next week? Oh, oh, you guys got Festivus coming up. You doing that, huh? Are you guys going to do a Feats of Strength? Hey? Can I, can hey? I say something then? You guys going to play clips with Kruger coming over? It's played out, man. I can't do it anymore. Go ahead. If that's played out, can we also say the Soup Nazis very played out? What, no soup for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm over that. It, but you know what it really does, though, you guys? Notice this, won't you? Don't let it escape you. It highlights how much bad television there's been between Seinfeld and now. Do you know that? I'll agree with that. Like, how many people, if you quote Seinfeld, 90% of the population over 30 years old, and you guys are both under 30, right? Yes. And yep. you guys both know it. So 90% of the population, I'll still give a good ripe number at 30. 95% of the population over 30 know what you're talking about with Seinfeld. Do you think you could walk around on the streets and give one or two Big Bang Theory lines and people would know what you're talking about? Definitely not. I mean, no. no. What other sitcoms have there been in the last 15 years? The Office is the only one I could, you could Okay, you could do The Office. You could do That's What She Said. Friends, That's I guess. it. Friends, I honest, are there that many? Friends was a great show. I, I wasn't into it, but I know it was. Hey, it was. A, it was one of the shows of the nineties. Are there really that many quotable parts? There were so many things in real life that happened with Seinfeld. It was just such a transcendent show. And now you look across the spectrum. I since The Office, you guys, I have not watched regular primetime television since then. And even then, I used to watch it back on DVR. I've not watched a broadcast network broadcast sitcom. And I don't know how long, and I don't know when the next time it's going to be. So Festivus, I love, I, I love the idea. I love Seinfeld, you guys. It's just coming from a radio dummy's perspective. It's just played out. You have any grievances it- there? Oh, God. Peter, you know, if it were to happen on a weekday, <laughs> Peter, you know better than I do. If it happened on a weekday, uh-huh. every show in Dubuque, Iowa, or wherever it might be, <laughs> hey, all right, call me up. Call me up today, 330-309-4222, and tell me you're airing a grievances. Oh, let's do a whole show. Yeah. It's just bad. It's just bad now. And I'm I'm in no condition to have any feats of strength right now. Oh God, you can't wrestle anymore. No, not 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 at this moment. No, I need some help from you guys a little bit later on. Okay, <laughs> now are you leaving? What time are you leaving? We're at one thirty. I'm, I'm here for your your entire show. Okay, Peter, I got a quit. I got a. Oh, I have I'm a here. real big. Yeah. yeah, I have a real big problem on my hands, Peter, because my wife wants to name my my new my to be newborn son, my impending son. He won't be here till May. Okay, he wants to name him a name that I cannot. As a radio show host in Cleveland, I just simply can't do. I fully support the name Peter. I haven't thought about it. <laughs> it's maybe a little low on the list. <laughs> I was trying to be nice about it. I, I want to run this name by you and Hickey because uh, it is it, – I don't know if it will sit well, and I have many reasons why. 
You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Still paying attention to Sunday night. Seattle on top of Kansas City, 38-31. We'll have Howard Baltzer try to get him on after the game. We might have him on at midnight Eastern because I love Howard. I do love him that much. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I'll tell you that if, if Russell Wilson... If he turns this one off, it makes out it makes up for that terrible, terrible game that they had last week, where they committed something like fourteen or fifteen penalties. He was trash, and I've pointed out that they're in the postseason right now, and the only reason they're even close is because of him. They're going through roster turnover right now. They shouldn't be being talking about the playoffs. If it was a lot of other quarterbacks, if that's Matt Stafford, forget about it. This is elite quarterbacking right now. For Patrick Mahomes, who's on his way on his way to being one of the the league's elite quarterbacks, I hope he takes this as a lesson. If Kansas City can still come back and win this game, it's not absolutely an absolute right now. They got to de- get the onside kick and everything else. But for these guys here, I think it needs to be a lesson here because this is for what Russell Wilson does for that football team, and that's the biggest test of all these guys. When you start to change out rosters and you're still able to keep your team's head above water, 500 or better something in there, you're an elite quarterback. That's why Andrew Luck, we haven't talked about Andrew Luck that much this year. At the beginning of the year, it seemed like he was just happy to be playing football, being alive, that type of thing. To see him lead that team now to what, 9-6? and six? And still with a chance to make the postseason, they have the best quarterback out of that group of teams that are fighting for it right now. That's elitism. You're still if you're still healthy and you're overcoming still those terrible Ryan Grigson drafts that you've had three years ago. Now you've had with with Chris, you've had a little bit better now, and with Frank Reich as a head coach, you've had a little bit better. I'm not taking anything away from that for Andrew Luck. You've had a pretty good run right now, but I think for him to have that team at nine and six, even if they don't get it, I think they're one of the teams that we should talk about next year that can make a, a a berth into the playoffs, get a berth into the playoffs, and then make a run into the playoffs. That's elite. And you've already seen it once before. That was with a team that was a little bit more veteran. They went after some big pieces for him. Didn't necessarily hit on some of those big pieces for him, but went after big pieces. They really tried to go for the gusto the first time around with Andrew Luck. There are guys, when you have cap issues, where you have injuries, and they throw a team on their shoulders and they make it better, that's elitism. That's why, you know, I'm watching Sam Darnold over these last few games. I don't think a Jets fan needs to worry about anything. I do worry a little bit about Rosen for the future and Josh Allen for the future. Lamar Jackson, I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop, but he keeps playing well, so I want to give credit where it's due. And for Baker Mayfield and Cleveland, that's an entire history of a franchise that you have to resurrect. Right now, those two with him and Darnold, they look pretty damn good. You still need to see how year two progresses for both of those guys. But I think Darnold's starting to really come out of the woods and play really well, even though they lost today. I think he's started to really play well for them. On the other side, when you see a guy like Russell Wilson, that should be a lesson for a guy like Patrick Mahomes. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Hickey, i got to ask you a question here. Sure, let's hear it. All right, now I I will get Peter in on it later. But so many people ask me on Twitter, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna ask you now. I brought it up kind of as a joke. And it was just brought up as one of these jokes here for the show, okay? Okay. Um My wife has started because it became a question of who would you name your son after? Bernie Kosar, Bernie, or Baker, Baker Mayfield. 
I, I hold a hand to God. I swear on my two children that are running around right now. She likes the name Baker and really wants me to name the son Baker and have us name the son Baker, I should say. And her mother-in-law, she was watching the game today out in Youngstown, Ohio. She just texted Liz during that game today. You know, Baker's a really good name for a boy. I really like that name. And she told me that, and she's dead serious about it, and I just dread the prospects of naming my son Baker Mayfield, or naming my son Baker with the influence of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I'll say this. If it's Bernie or Baker, I like Baker, and you're kind of lowering your son's kind of expectations. Well, I did it as a joke. Hickey, hickey, hickey. I did it as a joke. It was a it was a joke. It was something to you know, goof around with. Hey, we're doing Would You Rather's. It's Tuesday. Bernie or Baker? Da, 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 da. And a lot of people said Baker. And it was kind of, it was just joking around with it. And then sure as hell, she ends up liking the thing, and my mother in law does too. I mean, that's a thing nowadays too. Like you know, to go to the uncommon name if you want to say you know John and Tom. It's um, gonna be a common name. And it's such an uncommon, it's a common name because people know who Baker Mayfield is. And you got to remember exactly where I broadcast from. Oh, no, I get, I, I get that. I was just saying on a national level, excuse me. The only tough part is, you know, you really got to hope Baker lives up to expectations that you think he will. If not, like if he flames out, well, let's just say, I'm not saying he just, will. Isn't that but if just it happens? Listen, there's a lot it, of pressure for a rookie quarterback to Hickey, name Hickey, doesn't it just seem weird? Does it not seem weird? For for a guy who hosts radio shows in Cleveland, for a guy who hosts this show on CBS Sports Radio to have a son named after Baker Mayfield after one year, because he'll be going into his second year in May when the child is born. Oh, I, that's what I'm, that's why I'm going to name him Baker. It's little, right, it's a little risky to name him after a rookie quarterback. Like I mean, some, year, if something bad happens or he ends up being a, a terrible quarterback, maybe he gets figured out and maybe he ends up being a terrible quarterback. Then to have that with you and just it's it's just weird, man. He's a grown man. I'm a grown man. I'm 10 years older than Baker Mayfield. I'm really going to name him Baker after Baker Mayfield? That's not weird to you? No. Thank you. I, I'm on your side with that. Thank yes. you. Zimmerman. Yes. What do you think? Uh, I'm Well, uh, first of all, I'll say if your wife and mother-in-law already like Baker, it sounds like you've already lost. Um but I haven't I, lost anything. I'm the one who's got to sign the birth certificate. She'll be high on drugs. Very, very true. Um, there you go. I, I know would, you two don't have kids. I do, and I've been through this twice already. And, and trust me, she is stoned to the bejesus when I sign that birth certificate. I could have written anything I wanted to the first couple of times. All right, well, I'll say this. I kind of agree that like if, if Baker does eventually, not eventually, but if he does flame out, then you're stuck with... Every every time you call your son's name, you just get reminded of what could have been, and I, I think that's a lot. And also, a grown man—he won't man, take any ridicule. No, I, I also exactly. I, I think he will. No, what, what, I, what were you going to say about grown men? I was going to say you you mentioned a grown man naming a kid after a twenty-one year old. That, that's it's twenty-three. He's twenty-three. Okay. Anyway, a twenty-three-year-old. You know, it's different if you name oh, him after like. I can't like, do it. I can't do okay, it. Okay. So then no, don't. God, no. Then don't you can name oh, you can name Judas him Sam, you can name him Sam. No. Sam's a good one. Like if he would no, I'm not naming him Sam after Sam Darnold. I, I was just kidding. Zim. I was, okay, I, mean, I just don't think I, I don't. Th- I just think it's very very weird. And plus, Baker is a person. He's a fallible person, which means that he could do so. Like say he 
Say he pulled some sort of, God forbid, say he pulled some sort of Kirk Cousins and got himself out of here at some point. Now he follows around with that name. Like, there's plenty of LeBrons in Northeast Ohio that then they have to have that fight every single time with a person who's a big Cavs fan who's mad that LeBron left, like that type of thing. Even though there's not that many people. Do you guys get what I'm saying here? Right. So it follows them around, too. I think it's very weird. I I think it's because my my oldest is Axel. And that came after an argument between my co-host, my regular co-host, Anthony, and my my regular producer, Kenny, where they were arguing during a time where we were filling in for another show. And he said right here, I can't say the word, Brian Axel Hoyer. And so technically, I heard that name. And so if you really want to get technical about it, Yes, I heard it within Brian Hoyer. So I said, hey, Axel's a good name. Let's call him Axel. Eli, I just I always kind of like the name Eli, and Liz liked the name Eli. So we named the second one Eli. It's not after Eli Manning. Everybody thinks Axel's named after either Axel Rose or Axel Foley. It's not. And you get Baker over here, and I'm thinking, man, I am a 32-year-old man. I'll be 33. There is no way in hell I can name him. So if it was, if I was a kid now, Say I was 15 now. Are you guys following me on this? Yep. Yeah. And he, you guys know where I'm going on this. And then I have a kid when I'm 25 or 28 or something like that, and Baker Mayfield has gone 10 years and 15 years into his career. Then I think it's okay to name him Baker because he's a guy that I grew up with, grew up watching. He is still a kid in comparison to me. That is weird. Yeah, that's and a I'll never theory. be able to get that out of my head. That yeah, Liz just hey, she really likes the name. He they, they, they both they both. My mother in law thinks it's a good name. Everybody thinks it's a good name. And I'm going man, nothing against Baker Mayfield whatsoever. Obviously, there I can't do it because of him. I hate the name because of him. It's a good name for him, but to name it, I'm just looking at myself going, how do I look myself in the mirror and have any respect that I name him after someone? who was 10 years younger, who isn't some sort of a... I mean, Baker Mayfield's a great player, don't get me wrong. Is he a national hero? Is he a veteran? Was he a buddy of mine growing up who happened to be who happened to pass away? Is he a family member? Like, uh, there's nothing there. It's just he plays for the Cleveland Browns. My wife really likes the name. I think my wife likes the name so much because I don't like the name so much. So then she wants to name him Baker. Like, his name could have been Istanbul. And she would want to name him because of that. That that bothers me, you guys, because we're str- we're struggling to figure out a name. We really are. This one, you get to like the third boy, you start running out of names. That Jim Gaffigan bit about being named after a sandwich. That starts to be true because the first two, Eli's a great name. That's the second one. Axel, we heard Axel. I loved Axel, you guys. That third one though. Are there any other options on the table right now? And you also have till May, too. So it's not like, you know, the boy is coming next week and you have a panic attack or a time crunch. You still have six months to go. What do you guys think of Matt Delavadova, Carmen? It's got a nice ring to it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding as well. I mean, do you guys, is there anybody out there you name your kid after right now? Like athlete-wise? A- anything. I mean, like maybe a family member, but... Family members are family members. That's, That's what one I thing. meant. 
Like, and she won't name him. I like the name William. I think it's regal. But my fa- my grandfather had it, and she goes, well, his last name's already going to be Carmen, so you don't need to name him that. She doesn't it. like that name. And I'm going, okay, fine. We'll name him Baker Carmen, and he can answer to that for the rest of his life. And I can answer to it, too. What about hey, what's Ken your son's Jr.? names? I've, I'm already Ken the second. So I, Ken we third. don't need a Ken the third. No, that's that's always a little odd. How about I'm Trey? done with that. You can call him Trey Carmen. Are you even trying right now, or are you just thinking of things to fill the void? Honestly, what do you think of the name Michael? That's too common. So you don't want it to be common. Okay. There, how many Michaels are in the world? A lot. Too many. And they all go by Michael. There's no Mikes anymore. I'm Mike. Really? Because I know a lot of guys who go by Michael, and they insist on going by Michael. Like Michael Lee, we just had on. Michael Lee's great. Michael Lee goes by Michael. I've never called him Mike. I mean, the only people that call me Michael are my mom and grandma, but that's about it. You don't have a girlfriend? No. Oh, well, I'm sorry. That's a sore subject. I just heard you sniff like that. Oh, boy. You want to talk about that right now, Mike? Uh, no, that's a, that. That We need a whole another ooh, show for that. Ooh, ooh. Well, I, I kind of got a minute right now. What happened over here? Were you Have you just broken up with her? No, no, no. It's got nothing to do with a certain one. It's just, it? it's, it's been, I don't know. Uh, well, how could I say this, Hickey? It's been... Rough, I guess. Not rough. I don't know. It's been difficult trying to Ooh. get out there and and date. Ooh, oh, Zim. Yeah, I know. Zim. <sighs> okay. Well, you know what? Now that we're about to get clearance. Oh God. Yeah, but are you leaving the show right now? Or is someone else taking over? I'm out of here. Oh, Zim, we got to get you some hot action. <laughs> I mean, I could stay if you'd like me to. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Do you want to stay and have me whore you out for the next hours to next two hours to America, or would you like to go home and be sad in your sorrow? Not sad in sorrow. I kind of like sleep, but uh, I can stay for a little bit. Yeah, but if she's haunting your dreams, are you really sleeping, Mike? It's it's not a certain <laughs> one woman. It's a certain what a slew of them. What do you call a slew of women? A, a whole bunch of women. A gaggle. A gaggle. No, it's not Lord. multiple women. It's not even one. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. You gave me nothing. Second of all, 855-2124-CBS. You guys want to date Mike? He sounds like a real catch. He doesn't sound bizarre at all. Doesn't sound like he's downtrodden whatsoever. You know what? Maybe we'll ask our buddy Howard Bolzer if we can have him set him up with somebody right there. We'll see if that comes up next. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.